It's time for the Flagler Radio Business Report, a 30-minute roundtable discussion with local businesses. And now, your host, Kirk Keller. Good morning and welcome to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kirk Keller. I've got a very fast-traveling guest on my show today. She is on a train right now. Katie Misner, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I cannot complain. I'm jealous. I'm wishing I'm on the train with you. Uh, I am on a bright line train uh, traveling between West Palm and Orlando. That's fantastic. And so how? Reaching, reaching, uh, reaching our top speeds of 125 as we get closer to Orlando International Airport. So we are indeed moving. That was my next question. How fast do these trains actually go? So our top speed for our trains between Orlando International Airport and Coco reaches at 125. Because that is a sealed corridor and we don't have any grade crossings in that corridor. For folks who are familiar with the Central Florida, Orlando area, our train runs right along the Beachline Expressway, or as uh, some uh, longtime Floridians call it, the Beeline Expressway. And so our top speed there is 125. When we make the turn at Coco in Brevard County and we head south to West Palm, our top speed then is 110 miles an hour. Along that corridor, we do have grade crossings, actually 156 of them. And then when we go south of West Palm to Miami, our top speed is 79 miles an hour. That's still pretty fast. So tell me about all the stops you will be making from Orlando to Miami. Currently, we have five stations in South Florida. We have Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm Beach. And then we added stations at Aventura and Boca Raton last December. So our Orlando station, which opened on September 22nd, just about two weeks ago, that station is the northernmost terminus uh, and westernmost terminus for our Brightline Florida system. And our phase three project, which will follow Orlando at a time to be determined, uh, will ultimately get us to Tampa. So when you're going 125 miles an hour, uh, Katie, can you feel it while you're in the train or, or do you see it as you're traveling? You can definitely see it when you're traveling because we're traveling along highways. And so if you expect that those cars are traveling 70, 75, 80 miles an hour and we're going past them, it really gives you that perspective of just how fast we're going. The train itself is very smooth, very comfortable. You really don't feel that you're going that fast. If you couldn't see the cars, you know you're going, you're going fast, but you, don't, you can't gauge it. Of course, we can all pull up our phones and use various apps to to see exactly how fast we are going. Uh, but, yes, it's, it's very comfortable, very smooth. Um, you know, this is brand-new rail that we have built from the ground up and used 1,600-foot-long uh, rail sticks as we put these together. So it's not your typical sound of traveling on a train where you have, you know, those, those welded seams and it click, click, clicks as you go. This is a very smooth, quiet ride. So the project did cost, I think I read, $6 billion. Is that correct? So that's uh, so a five billion dollar investment. Our investment in building the Orlando uh, to West Palm and then to West Palm and West Palm to Orlando. So all in all, our Brightline Florida system is a five plus billion dollar investment in the state of Florida. Wow! And you created how many jobs when you added the Orlando location? So we hired around uh, between 100 and 150 jobs to work in our Orlando station and on our trains um, that would be traveling, obviously, out of, in and out of Orlando. 
we also hired um, another 100 plus employees uh, for the vehicle maintenance facility, which we also call base camp. So to give you a sense of that, so in addition to our Orlando station, which is based at the airport, we built a 100 million, 135,000 square foot state-of-the-art train maintenance facility. Wow. We call it base camp. It's located about a mile and a half from Orlando International Airport, but still on airport property. And so that facility alone employs 100-plus people, some of whom are Brightline employees, some of whom are Siemens employees because they are the manufacturer of our trains. And then we also have Herzog employees there as well as they handle our maintenance of way between Orlando and Coco. So hundreds of jobs that have been brought into Orlando post-construction and then thousands of jobs uh, out the construction process. As we were to Orlando... On the phone with Kitty Misner with Brightline, and she is currently traveling. Able to She's traveling 125 miles an hour. Are you still there, Katie? I lost you for a second. Are you okay? Yeah, I've got okay, you. I got you back, back now. You got me back now. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. So, we, I totally understand. You're traveling 125 right. miles an hour. That's great. Right, right. Um, so, um, as I was saying, we at, at, at one point in our construction to Orlando, we had around 1,200 workers on the job at one time. And we were able to keep people employed through the pandemic. So we were very proud of that. We were able to keep people working safely and on the job. And really, we we did not slow down, even through the pandemic, in the construction to Orlando. That's great. So I'm surprised to hear that you are working with the airport and you're on airport property, because I think a lot of people look at Brightline as a competitor to the airlines. Is that true or false? Well, you know, transportation is an ecosystem. That's how we like to look at it. So it is an ecosystem made up of many different types of transportation options. So you have train, you have high-speed train, you have commuter rail, you have airports, airlines, airplanes, you have vehicles, you have bus rapid transit. So Brightline is a part of that ecosystem. And in putting Brightline at Orlando International Airport, you know, this was part of a long-term vision uh, that the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority had when they built uh, this train station building, which was completed just a few years ago. It's located adjacent to Terminal C, and it's easily connected to all the terminals at the airport. So it really does make sense that when we're looking at connecting city pairs in the state of Florida and providing people with a transportation option that gets them out of their car and gives them a car-free, care-free, productive, eco-friendly option to get from city to city that this would be at Orlando International Airport, one of the busiest in the country. You know, a lot of people do say this, that Brightline, this train system, was built for business people to take advantage of the, the speed to get back and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But uh, I can go back in the day, I think it was 2008, my family and I, we took a train from Dallas to San Antonio, and we had Christmas dinner on the train. It was one of our favorite Christmas Day trips that we've ever done. So does Brightline offer any kind of services like that with, with family discounts and a dining car? Well, we don't have a dining car. We actually serve everyone right at their seat. So we have our train attendants who bring food and beverages uh, to your seat. So you don't actually have to get up and go to a separate car for that. Okay. We do offer, yeah, we, we do offer different promotions. 
and for um, for groups of four or more, so for families traveling in our smart service, you get a 25% discount. And so, yes, so there are benefits to, uh, to for families that are We also offer a group rates for groups of 17 or above. And so, you know, Christmas dinner on the train, I mean, we, we are open on Christmas. So if you wanted to come on board and enjoy Christmas on the train, you certainly could. We'll, we'll have many different activities and uh, as we continue on through the fall, um, whether it's, you know, different coffees and drinks um, and different food options um, or, or perhaps, um, you know, as we're, we work with a variety of the sports um, franchises in South Florida right now. Um, so if you're traveling to a Dolphins game, you know, we have trains that will be full of, uh, of Dolphins fans or whoever they may be playing. And then we offer free shuttles to get from our Aventura station to Hard Rock Stadium to be really? able to see the game and then shuttles back. Right, yeah. So uh, so lots of different options. I think uh, the 2023 version, right, um, different from what we may have experienced as kids, but, but certainly, um, you know, making for a great experience and adventure for families. No, I think I think it'd be a great adventure to do it again to get my children to come back from Missouri to come down here and do this and do a train trip again. Now that we have grandkids, I think it'd be a fantastic trip to get to Miami from Orlando. Um, now, I didn't read. I think I read an article as well that you are partnered with Orlando Health. Does that mean there's EMTs on board? Uh, no, it does not mean that EMTs are on board. But what we what we have done is um, in partnering with Orlando Health. You know, certainly providing that connection from one from one metropolitan area to another, and you know, Orlando Health estimates that they have you know um, you know thousands, likely you know hundreds and if not thousands of people who are traveling between the areas where we travel for their uh, for their health care uh, for specialty services that they offer, and so. You know, what that will mean is just another option for them to travel besides getting in their car and having to deal with that traffic as their their minds are focused on other things, which is, you know, getting better. So when I'm traveling down the road, uh, what, I-4 maybe, uh, is that where I could see the, the rail system going alongside the highway, or what highway does it uh, parallel with? Sure. So if you're traveling from Orlando International Airport, you're going to head north out of the airport, and then the train heads east along the Beachline Expressway, also known as State Road 528, travels approximately 35 miles until we get to Cocoa. So if you're traveling along the Beachline 528, you can see the train on the south side. There, We have bridges everywhere where there's a bridge. We have built a bridge. Um, so we have a bridge over 417. We have a bridge over I-95. We have a, a number of underpasses as well. And so on the other side of 95, you'll see the train moves on to the north side of 528. And then at Cocoa, we turn south. And at that point, we're traveling in the Florida East Coast Rail Corridor. And that runs parallel to US-1, not parallel to 95, so it's further east. Oh, and wow. so if you're traveling along US-1, you will see that is where you would see the train. We actually um, built a second track along the existing freight line, and then we rebuilt the freight track. So we are interoperable, and uh, the Florida East Coast Rail is also interoperable on both tracks. 
All right. Hey, uh, Katie, we're going to take a fast commercial break. When we come back, I do have a few more questions for you. This is Katie Misner on the line with me on a train at 125 miles an hour riding bright light. We'll be right back right after this. wanted to come back to Pompos where I live and they gave me the opportunity to work with them. What we're trying to do is really help provide more efficiency in how government officials are being able to see their data and so that they can also improve the type of um, decision making. Good morning and welcome back to the Business Report. I'm your host, Kurt Keller. On the phone with me today is Kitty Misner with Brightline, and she is currently traveling at 125 miles an hour on a Brightline train, and she's on her way to Orlando, correct? That is correct. I am. So how long is it going to take you, because you left Miami and you're headed to Orlando? What What's the time span there? Are we looking at hours or minutes or what? Right. We're looking at about anywhere from three to three and a half hours. Right now, with the stops that we make, we make stops at all of our stations between Miami and West Palm. So Miami, Aventura, Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton, and West Palm, and then on to Orlando. So it's about a three-and-a-half-hour ride. It's about a two-hour ride from West Palm up to Orlando. So it really kind of saves me, if I'm going to Miami, say, I think last time I drove to Miami, it was almost six hours. It saves you three hours' time if you're driving versus driving. Yes, it, it does save time. It does save time, and it also offers that predictability of, you know, if you leave our Orlando station at 1054, you know, you are going to pull into uh, the Miami station uh, let's see, a little after 2 o'clock. And so it offers that predictability that you don't have when you are riding along the highway, whether it's 95, the turnpike, or back roads. Um, it offers that predictability to be able to get to your destination. At the same time, it offers you amenities and, that you don't have when you're driving down the road. Um, you're able to be as productive or unproductive as you want to be because we have free high-speed Wi-Fi throughout the train we, and our stations. We have connectivity at every seat, so you can plug in your phones or laptop, anything you want, stay charged. Stay working if you'd like, or if you want to just stream a movie, you can do that too. But you're not having to sit behind the wheel of a car and, you know, white knuckles as you're going through traffic um, and and really not, you know, be able to do anything other than drive. Um, you're able to, to get other work done if you want or just sit back and relax. And so, in addition, it also is a more eco-friendly option, uh, you know, for the numbers that we can carry on a train um, you know, in comparison to, you know, all those people out on the road, it's a more, you know, a more eco-friendly option. And certainly uh, we expect that we'll be taking millions of cars off the road annually and getting people into trains and getting them from one metropolitan area to the next. Which ultimately makes it a safer option as well. It is. It's absolutely safer. And we know that many of our highways here in Orlando, in uh, Florida are, are packed. Uh, they're continuing to get busier and busier, and they're some of the most dangerous roadways in the country. Yeah, 90, 95 was backed up for miles this morning, I mean for miles, because of a car accident. Right, right, exactly. And train travel is one of the safest forms of travel. So, you know, this is, um, this is a, a tremendous uh, option for you know, so many travelers 
And, you know, you had mentioned before, you know, families and, and business travelers. You know, I will say, you know, just anecdotally, as I'm riding the train, and I've ridden it a number of times since we've opened already, it is such a mix of travelers. You know, we have leisure travelers. We have business travelers. We have commuters. We have families. Um, maybe someone flying out of Orlando who, you know, found a, a better flight deal to get out of Orlando than the city that they live closer to. So it's really a mix of of people who ride our trains. And that's what we've seen in South Florida as well. Um, you know, this is uh, something when once people uh, get on board and they experience it, um, they enjoy, you know, getting served uh, food and drinks. They can sit back and relax, let somebody else do the work and get to your destination refreshed and, or just get back to go back home. No, I think that's great. So, you know, we're talking about you know, like what you and I are doing right now, you're having an open conversation on your phone. So did you go to another part of the cart that has a partition where you have an open conversation or are you just in the car and everybody's listening to what we're saying? <laughs> so we, you know, you certainly can have the conversations in the coaches and many people do. And that's, that's okay. We also have these areas that are in between the coaches. Um, these are the, uh, I guess you call them our quiet, you know, our, our, our quiet place where you can make a phone call. Um, it's located right where we have the restroom areas, so it's a nice, you know, it, there's a window, there's a bench I'm sitting on, and you can, you know, have this conversation on, on that door that separates you from where I'm sitting to have this phone call and the coach where people are sitting. So you're not necessarily bothering anybody. So you have the ability to move around, you know, throughout the train. You don't have to stay in your seat. And so you can move around, you know, based on what your needs are. But there are areas if you want to go make a phone call and you want to have a private conversation, you can certainly go ahead and do that. So you can, so you can also have a Zoom meeting where to, where you could watch a presentation while you're traveling to your destination. You absolutely could. You absolutely could. That is right because we have high speed Wi Fi, free high speed Wi Fi throughout all of our trains uh, through Starlink uh, satellite, and so you can do a Zoom call. You can take notes. And, um, you know, really, um, whatever, whatever you choose to do, um, the Internet is here. The connectivity is here. You can plug in. You don't have to worry about anything um, losing charge. And uh, just sit back and relax for those couple of hours rather than having to, you know, maneuver your way through traffic and all the weather that we have here in Florida as well. Um, just, it, it really is a car-free, care-free option. I heard you said that, that you sometimes have shuttles to different events. My wife and I come down to West Palm Beach almost every year to, to the Barrett-Jackson uh, auto auction. Uh, so I could I could take the train from Orlando to West Palm Beach, and would you shuttle me to the Barrett-Jackson area to where I need to go? There are a couple different options. So we have a concierge service that we launched a few years back called Brightline Plus. What Brightline Plus is, it's, it's those first-mile, last-mile solutions. So what we looked at was how what is going to what is it going to take for someone to leave their car keys on the counter on the table at home and hop on the train. Well, they need to know how they're going to get to the train station, and they need to know what they're going to do when they get to their final train station destination because they're not going to have a car. So we've made it easy, easy and seamless. So with Brightline Plus, we do have shuttles that are uh, that are operating from our stations to various locations some of the major concerts, uh, certainly um, the Dolphins games, the Marlins games, the Heat games, the uh, inner-city soccer games. And then we also have a partnership with Uber. 
So what you can do when you book your Brightline ticket right in the app, you can also book your Uber ride. You can do that Uber ride to pick you up at your home or your hotel, take you to the station. And then when you get to your final Brightline train station destination, that Uber, the Uber you book, will be there to take you to your final destination. And one of the nice things about that, in addition to it being convenient and you only have to make one reservation all in the same app, is that you aren't subject to surge pricing. So if you book that Uber ride in advance, from door to door. Oh, that's fantastic. So I know one of the big questions a lot of people are going to have uh, uh, after the show is the $6 billion. Is that taxpayers' money, or where'd that money come from? That is privately funded. That is completely privately funded uh, dollars. Uh, the private investments in the state of Florida. Uh, we do work with our public partners um, for grants and other um you know, other funding options, especially if we're adding additional safety measures throughout our corridors. Uh, one of those is the RAISE grant, for example. So the RAISE grant was a $25 million grant from the U.S. DOT. We put in an additional $10 million. The Florida Department of Transportation put in $10 million as well. So it's a $45 million grant that's adding in um, additional safety measures throughout our corridor. But that $6 million or $5-plus million was a private investment in the state of Florida. I think I read an article that in Japan, the high-speed rail systems there are electric. Are these trains electric or are they diesel? These trains are what we call are called biodiesel. So these are more eco-friendly diesel engines. They have an additive um, that makes them more eco-friendly, less emissions. Um, so it is definitely reducing that carbon footprint um, by taking the train. And these are brand-new locomotives. They are manufactured here in America at the Siemens Mobility rolling stock facility in Sacramento, California, um, built right here in America. And these are the, the, the best and the, the newest and greatest locomotives and coaches um, that have been uh, built right here. And, uh, and so, no, not electric. Uh, we are looking uh, for our Brightline West expansion project, which will go from Las Vegas to Southern California. Uh, that will be an all-electric train that will go in upwards of 200 miles an hour. The trains here in Florida are biodiesel. That's excellent. So, future plans. When do we get a station in Flagler County? <laughs> so, right now, well, we uh, we just opened to Orlando. We're very excited. Um, we have seen um, uh, great ridership so far. Um, our trains are uh, have been about 75% full. And really, over um, one weekend in October, we had 18 of our trains were sold out. So we are definitely seeing the demand and the need That's fantastic. Um, you know, throughout throughout the area. Uh, so future plans, our phase three is looking at Tampa. And so that is where we are um, putting, going to be putting our efforts um, and, and seeing where that goes. We're working with our public and private partners um, uh, to work on how we will um, get out of the Orlando International Airport, um, travel through Central Florida, and ultimately get to Tampa. And, uh, and then we have our Brightline West project, which is a shovel-ready project that will connect Las Vegas to Southern California uh, in just over two hours uh, with an all-electric train. And so more to come on that in the coming weeks and months. That's great. Katie, do you guys track zip codes to kind of see where the majority of your riders are coming from? And then if, if you have a flux, I'm going to use Flagler County once again. If you have a flux of riders from <laughs> Flagler County, do you sit there and think, oh, maybe we should build a, a station there? Well, we do monitor who, who is riding our trains and where they are coming from, and we certainly would welcome everyone from Flagler County to uh, to come down uh, to Orlando and take the train and experience it. I'm sure they will absolutely love it. 
Well, I'm planning on taking a trip. I've got big plans this weekend, of course, but I will be uh, riding Brightline. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to do it maybe closer to Thanksgiving when my grandkids are in town and take them on their first uh, train trip with Brightline. Oh, I'm sure they will love it. They will absolutely love it. And we would love to welcome you on board. Well, thank you, Katie. Katie, uh, how do we get in touch with Brightline? How do we buy tickets? It's super easy. So you can download the Brightline app or you can go to gobrightline.com. So you can purchase tickets in the app or online. We encourage you to follow us on social media, certainly. And uh, and if you want to just buy tickets in the station, you can do that, too. But the app and the website is really the easiest way to go, gobrightline.com. All right, fantastic. Katie Misner, thank you very much for taking the time and telling us about Brightline. I'm super excited about this new rail service uh, and this project for all of Florida, uh, even when it expands up north. Well, we are excited as well. Thank you for having me on. And as we like to say at Brightline, have a bright day. All right, thank you, Katie. That's the business report for this week. We'll see you next Saturday.